This is The Big We, a podcast about pop culture, joy, and liberation. Big laughs, big joy, big love, big change. The Big We. Hey, y'all. It's your co-host, Anasa Troutman. I'm a cultural strategist, a writer, producer, entrepreneur, and most importantly, a July Leo. I live in Memphis, obsessed with all things from Leo Organa to Octavia Butler. I'm a storyteller, a traveler, and a deep believer that it is love that will save us all. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm your co-host, Calvin Mitchell-Williams III. You can just call me Calvin for short. I'm an Afrofuturist for Liberation, and I'm all here for the culture. I'm a culture nerd. You'll find that out soon enough because I use memes, mixtapes, and Marvel metaphors to interpret the whole world around me. Enjoy the ride. I spend my time creating space for new stories and storytellers to emerge. And after many, many journeys, I now call Oakland, California, USA a home. Oh, and by the way, I am a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Anasa? Hi, Calvin. Hey. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm feeling are real you? good. I, I'm yeah. so happy to hear that. Yeah. I missed you, Calvin. It's been a little while back. since we did this. It has been. Golly, you had a whole birthday while we were gone. I had an entire birthday. A whole I've big, had, giant and this, one. This, up, up until today, I've had 37 birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you have. You have. You it's have. I'm, I'm excited to hear about this one, though, because we talked about it so much before... You know, we had a little break, and so I, I need to yeah. know what happened. It, yo, can I tell you the story? Can I just like yes, please jump all the way into it? Yes. So, dig, all right, check in. this out. Check this out. Because it's a trip. It's a trip. No matter what, I just feel the the, the universe has spoken. <laughs> no matter what, <laughs> as it tends to do, as it tends to do. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I was gonna be in Los Angeles, California, USA. Yeah. On my thirty seventh birthday, mm-hmm. it was bound to happen. And why LA? <laughs> Why L.A.? Um, so I was born in L.A. Uh-huh. Uh, I was born in a place called Culver City out in the West <laughs> Park. Right. Uh, and the mean family. streets of Culver City. <laughs> the game show capital of the world. <laughs> Real talk like that. That's the tagline for it. Culver City, the game show capital of the world. Jeopardy, makes Culver City. so much City. more sense to me now. <laughs> right. Wheel of Fortune. Culver City. Culver City. The love connection. Culver City. Yep. <laughs> I'm yep. just continuing the tradition, so holla at your boy <laughs> if you need a game show host. <laughs> the closest I've done is trivia night. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it was a family story uh, that brought my father's side of the family, my grandfather, my grandmother, uh, just the journey of the Middle Passage uh, mm. and the Great Migration. Wow. All of that uh, being the, the movement of my family uh to this place in los Mm. angeles right you know on hair off air we talk about this being about the year of return right so um if you don't know what that is or want to hear more about it go to we the big we check out the previous episode about the year of return um one of the things i mentioned then and it's been on my mind is this birthday being 37 um Mm. And that being a year that I've always been looking forward to because this is the same year that um, my father saw like the full circle of his life, right? So he passed and transitioned uh, at 37. And here I am transitioning into that same age. And yeah, it's a a trip, it's a journey. Um, And and I've appreciated a lot of conversations that I've been having with other people who, have that similar experience like with a a parent um that either they lost along the way or even before they were born uh similar to my stories where uh, i just felt i felt validated that okay this is a Mm. thing i'm not just like Mm -hmm. calvin you doing too much like no this is actually a a shared (laughs) phenomena among them um and among us now the reason why i was in la uh and i won't get maybe it's another story for another time but the (laughs) teaser trailer is I was at Disney Studios <laughs> uh, for for a couple of meetings uh, to talk about some real fantastic mm-hmm. dreamscapes of uh, opportunities, right, and in, in storytelling. But mostly, um, what what the, the 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 important part for for this is that I knew exactly where the studios were because mm-hmm. it first came to my memory when I was fifteen, and I was at my grandfather's funeral. 
right? And remember being around family and uh, just coming across this um, moment in it where I, I just, it hit me, right? It was like, it was one of those surreal moments where I've seen myself seeing myself mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because I see my name multiple times, right? In wow. a, uh, in wow. this commemorative program saying someone has passed that you love and you see your name calvin mitchell williams and then uh needing a step away for a moment and going Mm -hmm. to my father's uh gravesite and seeing the name calvin Calvin and williams Williams. all right so seeing your name twice right uh in 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 that way uh it it does it it definitely would do something to you but it definitely did something to me in that moment of wow right and if you go to Forest Lawn, I, I'm just seeing it right now, just visually, and because the day that of that day was just the same as the day that I was there for my birthday. Clear wow. skies, like perfectly clear, maybe a few feathery clouds in the distance, but the, it, it was clear skies, bright and sunny in the morning, and um, it's on a uh, cascading hill. And it's been raining a whole lot in California. Mm. I know it's surprising given where we were a couple of years ago. Uh, but I've been telling people who've been visiting uh, from out of state or out of town, this is the greenest I remember seeing California throughout wow. the entire state, including the hills where parts of uh, the mountains are still snow-capped even into this part of the year. The first time since like that part of the mid-90s <laughs> that I remember that. Wow. Um, and, and so... It's interesting to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, kind of a full circle. This is part of it. And you're on this cascading green hills. Um, You have some some birds flying around. And um, there's also some butterflies here and there. I was like, yo, okay, butterflies (laughs) in the distance. This is different butterfly kisses. All right. Um, I remember being 15, that slight breeze in the morning um, and, and seeing in a clear sky and looking down this cascading hill that um that has you know resting places for other loved ones and then there's the the freeway and on the other side of the freeway is disney studios stop so (laughs) i'm right and i remember that's where it was because at 15 i looked down was thinking to myself if i saw this at any other time in any other circumstance right i would have been so excited excited because you could see from there the um uh, it's the original studios where the uh, Fantasia hat, um, yeah, with the like stars the, and the moon right, the, on the it. The blue uh, cloth with stars mm-hmm. on it, uh, and you can see that from the hill, and you can see the the, the Disney Studios uh, uh, kind of marquee, and I, I was just remembering, yo, <laughs> this is a little surreal, <laughs> uh, and then on my uh the day before my birthday being invited to have a conversation with some folks in their studio labs uh and knowing just like it wasn't that long ago i was on the other side of this hill Mm. looking down um and thinking myself if i were in any other position i'd be excited talking about futuristic stories and uh ways that we can have new stories to emerge and platforms to tell those stories to emerge and that was the conversations and and so went through those day, those days uh that day of the meetings and went back to the hotels like hey i'm gonna end up staying another night because i just want to mm. do that ceremony to start That's off right. my birthday yeah. woke up early uh, i was that night i was playing all the music from the 82 <laughs> like all the hits from 1982 <laughs> let me just say this about the hits of 1982 on at least the playlist that i found um what was going on that year <laughs> I was like, did Fleetwood Mac drop an album that year? Because that was like the main. Oh, it was like it is. You know what, what I remember is. from that year? I remember Diana Ross. Did there were a few ones that yes, popped up, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had a, my birthday that year. I had roller skates for my birthday, and I skated hey. around the house to Diana Ross. There we go. I'm adding that to the '82 playlist. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so the I wake balls. up. I wake up that morning uh, and go out uh, there and uh, meet up with another friend, uh, Kevin Killer. Um, and, and we 
went up to the site and just you know, I laid down uh, this conga, uh, this cloth that was uh, gifted to me. Beautiful patterns of of blues and, and yellows and oranges, earth tones that um, are in patterned flowers and uh, that, that I use as the um, just kind of as the the, the base for the. Uh, altar setting uh, just to keep me grounded uh, wherever I am. I take a piece of home and legacy with me uh, wherever I go. And so I, I was laying that uh, at, at the, you know, just at the, f the feet of my father, right? Uh, and then I, I placed um, some sage, uh, some sweet grass that actually Kevin has get, had gifted me from uh, Pine Ridge and the uh, Oglala Lakota uh, country. And during that invocation, as we were, uh, you know, I was doing libation, and then as he was uh, doing prayer, we had the the sweet grass burning, and you could see the smoke going in the direction of the wind, right? So it was at first it started going into the direction of where we I was the day before, down towards the, the Disney <laughs> Studio Lab, right? Like down the hills, down the cascade of the hill, and then uh, when we turned into the direction of the sun, and as it was uh, kind of the the winds were shifting. We saw, uh, no joke, these butterflies. They kind of look like monarch butterflies, but yeah. like they can fit in the palm of your hand, like the, like fractal versions of monarch Whoa. butterflies, right? That were just coming by the dozens behind Whoa. us in the direction, oh right? And oh and I was, I mean, I you know the. the I'm at a stage now where earlier I wouldn't be like, you know, I had sage in my eye. That's why I was crying. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> those, those were real, just like, uh, like, like, acknowledge, like tears of acknowledgement. Yeah. Like, wow, this yeah. what a time to be alive. Right? What a time to be alive. Uh, and to be there um, and feeling like I was in my full purpose of just wow. doing the acknowledgement and commemoration so then I can step into a celebration. But those elements that were there. I couldn't, I was in Holly, I was in places like Hollywood and couldn't have scripted this, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, when the universe has his fingerprints on it. I mean, what, what can you say? Right. So, yeah. uh, these, I, I was looking up later, I think Favi, uh, Favi Rodriguez, for uh, some of you may, may know, uh, amazing artist, activist, um, and has some amazing work that uses the images of the butterfly that, uh, and captures the message that migration is beautiful. Right. I saw Favi's, um, uh, timeline on instagram uh making mention of these butterflies that haven't been seen in a couple generations right showing up Calvin. all across la and southern Stop. california that are doing this mi it. migratory journey and i was I, I, so if i had to put this I, i'm still processing i'm still making That's sense it. of it um but what what also kind of landed that being like hey this is actually special as well i was getting on the bus after doing that ceremony um in in the burbank uh, uh area downtown there's the uh, mega bus i was like all right mm -hmm. i'm just gonna take the bus home uh because it's only 10 bucks all right <laughs> <laughs> la to oakland 10 bucks uh, <laughs> i should get a discount for giving them the name drop but... you should i feel like they're our new sponsor Right, sponsored by yeah, Megabus. 50% off. I'll give you five on it. Um, <laughs> so as I was getting on, there's there's a couple more that were, like, flying by. And actually one, like, kind of flew in. And the bus driver wow. was like, oh, I haven't seen this since I was a kid. Wow. Um, and, and just thinking about what what does it mean to be in a time and in a place and in a moment where there are many things that are returning and opening up and being called to turn to that wonder hmm. um so as i'm going through this process i i just want to invite folks to open up to um open up lean in turning into wonder when we are seeing these uh recurrences these phenomena uh hmm. i i hesitate to call it coincidence because perhaps it's there's something more to it uh, but whatever it might be for for you what are those things that are calling you into this return? Mm. I know for me in that moment, the perhaps it was just the space to acknowledge that we are in a return. Uh, I, I got to give a big shout out to my sister who I know listens and uh, uh, Nancy. My story is also hers, right? Yeah. Uh, it's our story um, that we've navigated throughout you know, uh, our childhood, our adulthood, 
uh, for her in, being in parenthood in that full circle. And she reminded me, is like, Calvin, that's beautiful. And, and also remember to celebrate with the living, those like who love you and oh. you've been entrusted with, right? Yes. Um, and so that was something that I was able to land the day with, coming home to my beloved uh, and, and doing a little dinner at the house. And yeah, so there's, there's wow. um, many things that uh, I'm just being like called to remember, called to reclaim and called to return hmm. um, that I hope um, I, I, I do right by that invitation and that calling. So that was how I celebrated my birthday on my birthday. I felt commemorated and come that weekend, I definitely felt celebrated because you also got to do the turn up. So <laughs> first we ceremony you know, and then we turn up. Yeah. You know, it's all about sequence That's and right. protocol. <laughs> so, um, w- with that also is the joy. All of it felt, mm. felt real and felt joy. There's a, you know, so I, there are times where I feel the heaviness in sharing that story, yeah. um, but in such a different way. Like the heaviness that you have when you're you're you've made it to a peak, right? And and for me, That's it was right. like to be back on that hill that you got to walk up, and then being able to see different vantage points that allows you to appreciate those circles. So that's yeah. how I celebrated I number thirty-seven. That so much. It's like those moments where you feel so taken care of and you're like, yes, butterflies. Yes, wind. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, sor- sorcerer's hat. Yes, I see you. <laughs> you better take care of me. Come on. <laughs> it's like, it's so funny. It's like there's moments in your life where you feel so big and so small at the same time because you're like, mm-hmm. that was there just for me. Thank you so much. It's so beautiful. Thank you for telling me that story. I love that story, Calvin. Thank you for asking. Thank you for listening. Because I, I know it was a lot. <laughs> I've been thinking I mean, about it a lot. Know. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I, you know, I've been waiting for that story for a little while because I wanted to know how your birthday was because I know this is a important moment in your life, like a really important moment in your life. And I'm happy to be able to be a witness. I appreciate that. And, and can I leave it with this? Yeah. There's more to the story. Of course there is. But I can't tell it all yet because it's still being. What? <laughs> what? So that is Calvin, the teaser that trailer. Right. That wasn't right, Calvin. That uh, uh, <laughs> more to come, more to come. Okay, we'll hold you to that because yeah. you know we want to know. <laughs> We're nosy and curious around here, so we want to know. <laughs> we want to know. That's right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How are you, Anasa? Oh God. <laughs> How is your soul? Oh, Calvin. How is your soul? How is my soul? You know, it's so funny. Um, My soul is uplifted today. Mm. I um, I actually had a little bit of a return of my own. Or I witnessed the return of somebody else. I I, am, you know, I'm in Memphis and I'm doing this work at Claiborne Temple, which is um, uh, the place where the sanitation worker strike of 1968 was headquartered. And um, on Friday last week, Reverend Lawson, Reverend James Lawson, who was the lead strategist and was like actually the like mastermind behind the use and application of nonviolence in the civil rights movement. The Reverend. The actual, the actual Reverend Dr. James Lawson. Wow. Came to Claiborne Temple. Wow. Came to Claiborne Temple. And I spent three hours with him, just me and my team in the morning and just talk to him and ask him questions and listen to him talk. And, and then he came back and spent three more hours with us at night in a public event. And you I spent the day eat. with, I spent the whole entire day, except for when he left. <laughs> I, spent <the> whole day. <laughs> I spent a whole day with him and awesome. it was lightweight, a dream come true. Cause he's a, he's a hero of mine. And, um, to get to spend the whole day with him and ask him like a thousand questions and still have a thousand more questions left over. Um, he is, first of all, he is 90 years old. Let's start there. How he's 90 years old and still his mind and his like way of being and his energy is so youthful and so strong. And it's like, you know, talking to your friend, not your elder who is 90 whole years old talking about turning 37 like imagine you did that like almost three times 90 so there's that 
And then wow. the fact that he comes in the door and, you know, Claiborne Temple is a beautiful and majestic place. It's just like a, a gorgeous stained glass windows and a big giant organ and, you know, this just really crazy ceiling, vaulted ceiling with a dome. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. I'm just like so this, hearing the acoustics in there <laughs> oh, with the amazing. organ playing with oh, like, a, the, you know, I'm, I'm hearing the, the choir singing and yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. So just to see, just to watch him walk in the door yeah. is an event because he is like an elder uh, and he has like this halo of white hair and he's just a, such a beautiful image walking through the door. So just like it was like watching a, just a majesty enter in the room that was enough. Um, but then, you know, like we've never met before, you know, he knows who I am and I know, obviously mm. know who he is, but I had never met him. And, and I've been in Memphis for a year now and I've been waiting to meet him for the whole entire year. And so it's like a year's worth of anticipation, a year's worth of questions. And of course I've done all this reading and study and all this research about Claiborne Temple and the work he did and the people that he worked with. And so like my questions have been mounting for a year. So just to be able to have him walk in the door was really a really beautiful and special event. Mm -hmm. um, but then he sits down with us and he starts talking and he is talking about storytellers. That man is a story. He is a master storyteller. And he remembers everything, like dates, like, well, on July 6th in 1972, it's like, oh, how I do you, <laughs> like that kind of mind, like that kind of mind where he knows wow who was in the room and what time it was and what they had and what he was wearing. Like, and detail. how old did you say he was? 90. And I can't do that now. <laughs> I can't do that now. I can't do that for this morning, Ooh. Calvin. But at 90 years old, his mind is just so um, sharp and clear. And, and um, I asked him about, because I saw him um, a year ago, literally actually a year ago this week, I saw him preach at a church service. I didn't get to meet him. And he said this thing that stuck with me this whole entire year. And I got the chance to ask him about it on stage. And he said, like, he was kind of mad about it. He was like, stop saying that this was a civil rights movement. Stop saying that me and Martin King were in the right, were in the civil rights movement. Hmm. And I was like, taking it back. Like, what? <laughs> what do you mean, sir? And he said, we... We're doing the work of manifesting the vision of Jesus on earth and doing the work of black liberation. What? Wow. Right. Right. And then he went on to break it down how the work that they were doing was dismantling racism, sexism, violence, and plantation capitalism. How about that for language? <laughs> I was like, what? Mind blown. I know. Mind blown. I, I wish y'all could see my face right now. I'm just Mind like, blown, Calvin. <laughs> Mind blown. And then he went on to explain like what all that meant. He talked about nonviolence. He talked about love so much. He talked about love <laughs> so much and why the work that we're all doing and the life that we're all living is really about love. How nonviolence was all about love. And what that meant. And even when as far as to say, like, that moment when you are, <laughs> when you're faced with somebody who is behaving um, out of something other than love towards you, and you have a commitment to to be nonviolent and to be loving, like, that thing that it takes you to get from where you are to where you need to be to love them, like, that is our work. Like, our mm. personal work. And talked about the, the importance of interpersonal struggle struggle and the importance of like trans he used the word transformation like 20 times he's like this is the movement of love and transformation what that's all i've been saying for my whole life <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> yes reverend lawson <laughs> yes finally like it's it's almost like it was like i met my teacher hmm. it was like meeting the person i'm supposed to learn from which was really big for me because I've gone a long time wondering like, where are my mentors? Where are my teachers? And having to make a whole bunch of stuff up as I went along. I'm always making stuff up like, oh, I want to do that. Well, I don't know how, or I'm going to make it up. That's how I spent my whole life. And it was literally like he spoke in like a 
golden light and the angels sang. And I'm like, oh, there's my teacher. Amazing. That's how I spent my week. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's just the, that being a moment of, of just the invitation for a new way of being. Yes. That isn't yes. so, that it's like, it's, it's not even so much new as it is the reminder of this is who we can be. Well, right? you know, the thing that's so interesting, that was so interesting, because I said that to him, because of course, you know, we talk about, you know, what that all the time, love and what it means to be loving and what it takes to be loving and how to be loving in the face of violence and all that. We talk about that. But I asked him specifically from the stage, because I know that there are people who are like, um, nonviolence, absolutely not. Like if somebody, so-and-so's, I'm a so-and-so right back. And so I asked him, like, because he talks so much about, about being, just about living your life, right? Not even like, so I said, hey, so are you, so I hear you saying that nonviolence is not just a tactic to be waged in the moment of strategy, but I hear you saying that nonviolence is a way of being. And he looked at me and he said, nonviolence is a way of being and a way of doing just like mm. that. And this little boy came up to me. He, I mean, he wasn't a little boy, but he's little to me cause I'm old. He was probably like 18 and he came up to me after the, after the event crying. Like I am so happy I was here because I never understood what nonviolence was before. And I'm like, how at 90 years old, he's still teaching people how to love. Mm. That's somebody who I want to follow. That person right there is somebody I want to follow. Mm. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> He's amazing. Wow. He was amazing. And I'm so excited to be able to um, <laughs> to be able to keep talking to him because I have so many things that I want to do and so many things I want to share because one of the things that he said to me is like, people don't know the real story. People don't know what really happened. There's so many stories and so much information and so much misinformation that is shared by folks and by, you know, teachers in books about the King Parks <gasps> movement awesome. that he's like, yeah. Can we invite him to be in conversation with us? Absolutely. Absolutely. What? What? Don't play with my emotions, Callie. <laughs> I promise that's like, <laughs> that, like, it literally just came to me. I don't know. You're like, oh, you got a podcast. You probably scripted no. it. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no. I'm just like, wait, why? I want to talk. I want to talk to Reverend James. You know Wilson. what's so funny, Calvin, <laughs> is I asked him, I said, has anybody ever written a book about you? Because it makes me upset that people don't know who he is. Because he literally is like, I mean, this man was, <laughs> he told a story about, he gave the date in 19, I think I wrote it down in my notebook. I'll look it up. Mm -hmm. But he, he said the date in 1957 or something he's like i was 18 and i was traveling through india <laughs> like what that's a whole book by itself what is your <laughs> little black self in eight, at 18 years old in the 50s doing in india that's sir like, right is that that's how you, so that's how you want to start chapter one right. really <laughs> really <laughs> chapter was, one so i was playing this one, video I game right <laughs> Man. He's in India and he says like, um, the, he woke up one day and every newspaper had Martin Luther King's face on the cover hmm. all over the world. He said all over Africa, all over India, all over the world, Martin Luther King's face was on every newspaper. And he talked about like what the work that they were doing in the United States meant to the world. And the narrative that was so different outside of the United States and how, like, he said in that moment, Martin Luther King was the most important, famous person working to transform the world in the history of the planet. That's not how we think about him. That's not what they, that's not what they tell us at all, at all. But he also talks about how, you know, he, when he met him and how he, he quit school and moved to the South and became the strategist for the whole movement and how he had been studying nonviolence for 10 years in India and around the world before he ever even met Martin Luther King. So, right. So we absolutely can have him on the show. He lives in LA. What? Yes. He lives in LA. He teaches at USC or something like that. Someplace that might not be, that's probably not it. But oh. He teaches somewhere in LA. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because guess what? I have his cell phone number. Stop. 
happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm such a groupie. I'm like, I have forever lost his phone number. Yeah, because we I... already, you know, I talked to him about like, how come nobody's ever written a book about you? And he's like, well, I don't want it to be in a book. I want to do video and I want to do recordings. And I'm like, yes, of course you do because you're smart. Of course, that's what you want to do. Mm. So we're going to hang out when I go to L.A. next week. And um, I'm going to ask him to be on our podcast because... He totally should. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yes. Yes and yes. That's like easy yes. Yes and. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to spend the whole time being quiet and our minds being blown because he just says stuff. He just says stuff. I love it. He just says stories that you're like, get out, Reverend Lawson. Get out of here right now. He's the best. (laughs) There we go. Yes. Uh, one, one, One other thing that came up, especially when you were talking the piece about yeah. His continual theme of love and transformation, love and yes. transformation, love yes. and transformation, right? Yes. Um, and how in your time with him over those several hours in that day, mm-hmm. that was a central theme, that being a central theme for him. Um, th- this is like no lie. The first time that I saw you in your element doing your thing on a panel or something. It was like U.S. Uh Social Forum in Detroit circa 2010. (laughs) The room was packed. There's people who are very close, near and dear and critical to my life right now, Mm -hmm. right now, uh, that I I met for the first time in that room, (laughs) including Mm -hmm. like like Patrick, uh, who is... He was like the best man at my wedding and all that. Like oh, Patrick Brown gosh. was one of those first people. He was working with Green for all other folks. Like you know, Terry was there as well. And huh. and, and so you were up um, on on the panel. I was trying to do some little recording on. I think uh, was flip cam still a thing then? It might have been. Oh, wow. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Memories. But I knew that we were peoples when hmm. you said in in a conversation um, about. How do we transform, particularly when you're working in, to transform, uh, do transformation work in systems that are rooted in everything but love and transformation, mm-hmm. right? When it's mm-hmm. actually designed to mm-hmm. um, to disrupt any of that, right? Yeah. Um, and that's even being underestimating, right? And, yeah. and your response, I remember to this day, you lean into your chair. I can't wait to hear what I said. Oh my God, what did I say, Kelvin? You leaned into your chair <laughs> with a smile and a nod. <laughs> it's like, I just need to challenge us to know, right? Just mm. you need to challenge us. If you want to transform something, you need to mm. love it. That's right. Right. That's right. Uh, in fact, That's right. <laughs> I'm going to say it the way you said it. I probably cussed. <laughs> if, if you want to transform something, you got to love the shit out of it. <laughs> Yo. Yep, I probably said that. <laughs> you said it. Yep. You I said it. Lo- love it through, so, love it with. That's, yep. man, that's where we are. Yep. I believe it too. I do. There's nothing... Like, there's nothing more powerful than love. There's nothing. And you can't, if you if you don't love something, you can't even be close enough to it to transform it. You mm-hmm. got to you gotta be up on something to transform it. You got to, like, get in there with it. And if you don't love it, it's too hard. Love is the thing that makes you come back and go deeper mm-hmm. every time. That's why people marry people that they love, because marriage is hard, and love is the thing that makes you keep going, because... If you didn't love the person, you'd be like, I'm not doing this. This is too, this is too much. I'm not doing this. But love is the thing that keeps you coming back, even when it's hard. Uh, speaking of love, loving the shit out of something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yo, side note to everyone. We've been going back and forth. I've been going back and forth like, yo, so can we curse? I usually don't, especially my mom. Is a, mom, I'm yeah. sorry if you heard this and then I use uh, a colorful language. Um, and <laughs> thank you. I'm thanking all the parents out there because speaking of love and transformation, I've been talking to parents. Hmm. Um, and one of the things I've been asking, you know, various folks and, uh, about that has been, uh, yeah, just like, what are you learning? What is it teaching you uh, being a parent? Uh, and what is it teaching you about love? What is it teaching you about, you know, that whole process? Hmm. Right. Um, and my favorite answer so far 
has come in has come uh, from about three or four different people, completely separate, completely different time uh, you know time periods, right? Uh, over the last year, who said you have to as a parent of of a child, you got to renegotiate your relationship with shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard that from Norma. I've heard it from, uh, so I've heard it from elders. I've heard it from, wow. uh, uh, you know, some people uh, in, in my peer group yeah. of homies who are like, you know, expecting. And then uh, I've heard it from younger parents. Like, yeah, you just got to, because that is part of the process. That is part of the receipts <laughs> that yeah. you have uh, of, of being fed <laughs> and, and fed well. You know, um, as an auntie. I would like to say that that's my limit. <laughs> I'm like, I love this child so much, and I it's time for you to get changed and goodbye. I don't. Do <laughs> so it's just all of you know. Sometimes oh, that's part of the process is being being with someone through that. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. I mean, anything that you want to have influence on, for sure. I feel that you. That's how you pay your. You know, that's how you prove your your commitment. When it gets bad, when it gets bad. <laughs> How do we get on this topic? Oh my god! Speaking of shit, we love. It was all your fault, Calvin. It was all your fault. That was not me because I don't do diapers. But hey, well, neither do I. Not yet. Not yet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of shit, we love. Uh, what's popping out here in the culture right now? What's Man. out here for the culture? There's so much has been happening. So much happening. You know, it's so funny. Like it seems like there's always so much happening right now. Like there's just so much good stuff happening all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. So my favorite thing happening right now is, you know, I read Octavia Butler for the first time like a thousand years ago. You had me at Octavia Butler. And over the past few years, there's been like this blooming of information and attention to her work and people are discovering her and it's been so beautiful. True story. But now Hollywood has discovered her. Mm. And even though we don't need to be validated by Hollywood, it's going to be so amazing to see because her I feel like it's the vision right on screen. Okay. Yes. Because ever since I first read her books, I'm like, where are the movies for these books? I want to make it. these movies for these books. Where are these movies? And now not one, but not two one. of her stories two. are being turned into uh, visual uh, movies and TV. And it's not just by any old body. Hmm. It's Charles King. It's Ava DuVernay. It's freaking Nettie Akorapor. What? what? Are you serious? What? <laughs> Are you serious? And Viola Davis. Come on. Can we get a hand? For the culture. Come on. Right now. For people <laughs> um, turning black genius into black film and TV. Um, I think that um, Viola Davis is doing my favorite wild seed like can you imagine wild seed That's on camera amazing story wild I, seed on camera I, calvin i i can't it's like I can't i'm gonna I die can. right after it goes off roll credits and I pass out. It's going to be amazing. And it's going to be like it's just going to be this world that's going to be built that we get to dive into yep. that it, around the things that we've been talking about. Like how do you go through um, transformation and what does it mean to be in like in, in, in to to really love in that type of environment yep. where you got to oh my goodness you're going to create uh, a whole if, world. Uh, I, the reason why I'm I'm being a little bit just kind of vague with it because i actually don't want to do any spoilers for folks who haven't uh, read it are there people who haven't read wild seed i mean how I, dare I, they <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who haven't who haven't read octavia butler um i think can we just give a, like a few i mean yes there's google but I, I always love like who should i read oh my or what should i read i'm like okay absolutely <laughs> so um yeah, yeah. What what would be like? What's your top three? <laughs> so like, like like she dropped mixtapes. What's right? your top three? <laughs> I'm about to be, look like I'm about to nerd out so bad. So if I were you and you were just being introduced to Octavia Octavia Butler, the first book that I would read would be Parable of the Sower. Mm-hmm. 
And then I actually would go to Wild Seed, the Pattern Master series, because hmm. it is so magical. It is so interesting. It's so inventive. It's so exciting. And it goes so many places. I don't even want to tell you what it's about. But, like, the two main characters, what? They're, they're, they're individualized. And then on top of that, their relationship to each other is, like, banana pants. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> going to blow your mind. It's all about, like shape-shifting and mind-reading and being connected through the... It's just crazy. And it's like it's like an epic tale, so it goes over centuries. Like, you get to see yep. so much because these people what, are immortal. Okay, well, then there's that. <laughs> Amazing. There's It's it's all this, the, the, the fantastic, the fanciful, yes. the speculative fiction, and and all of this is, is part of the reason why I love... Octavia Butler's body of work. Uh, love her. Um, I love the folks who pattern <laughs> to use pattern um, <laughs> their 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 work, their uh, framework of how they understand the world. People yes. like Adrian Marie Brown, who we referenced uh, a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago about you know with with emergent strategies. With uh, in fact having a, a fan fiction anthology uh, called Octavia's Brood. Um, it's just there's so much about what Octavia has brought to yeah. um, the the world, particularly um, the invitation to write ourselves into the story. I actually have a sh- my favorite shirt that I have <laughs> of I'm like my favorite shirt of Octavia Butler. Nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> It's just three black and white photos and under uh, it's kind of just like three black and white photos and under each one um, writing ourselves into the story. Because I think for for me growing up, there was I had especially in in the world of sci fi and speculative fiction and comic books and all of these things that uh, back to the future. Right. There was a hunger, desire and an imagination around oh where am i in that future and and so this when folks talk about afrofuturism yeah. especially since the black panther <laughs> uh being the the most commercially successful reference point that people have for black uh uh, uh black futurism afrofuturism afrofuturism being this body of work that asked that that started with folks asking that question like where are we in this future where are we in this fanciful world? Where are we? Uh, and, and then creating the worlds that center that and, and center some of those experiences about um, what it what it means to navigate that past and yeah. reconcile that that past and present of that legacy yeah. in a way that draws this new future that must exist for us to exist in it well, yeah. in a way that is fanciful and and speculative and spectacular and all of those things. I mean, that's how um, Octavia Butler got started because she loved mm-hmm. these stories and she never saw herself in them. That's you know, right. and you are talking to somebody who has an actual seven-inch statue of their own self dressed up as a princess from Alderaan. So... I also true story true story can we talk about your Yoda socks again no you know I've been a science fiction fan for like literally my whole life like I'm the girl who stayed up all night with her dad and watched the Star Trek marathon for 48 hours that's me and so to be introduced to Octavia Butler and finally after all those years to be able to see myself in those stories it definitely started out as like, oh, I'm, I'm, I just, I want that. I, I have a longing for that. I feel seen in a whole nother kind of way. But on top of that, the stories are like some of the best stories on earth. You know, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm going to see myself in these stories so I can see myself. It's like, I want to see myself in this story. And like everybody, you should read this because this is the best story I ever read in my whole entire life. Hmm. And so inventive and from perspectives that people have never written before. And with a voice that people have never written written from before. And then on top of that, Octavia Butler's books are so vastly diverse, even in the idea that they're all about, you know, fan the fantastic, right? So the series that 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 Viola Davis is doing with Nettie Corfor is all about shape shifting and mind reading and time all that all that stuff. But if you look at the work that 
Charles King from Macro and Ava DuVernay are going to do together. They're doing a series that a series that's called the Xenogenesis series, which is all about oh, right. the the inter um, connecting of of alien and human species, and like uh, coming up with a whole new species of being by intermarrying aliens and humans. Like three whole books about that, guys. Three whole books. Amazing. It's amazing. It's my jam. It's my. It's, it's like. I'm, Yo. I know. Yo. I know. I know, but while we're talking about movies, can we talk about us for a second? Listen, because... Because, uh... Because... I need therapy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I loved about Jordan Peele being in this space of, like, the... I, I, I include it in the Black Fanciful, Fantastic, mm-hmm. Black Horror mm-hmm. is also... Uh, treated as either a genre or subgenre. I know I'm I just made been saying what I said and even my description of Afrofutures, I know there's people gonna be mad. Like can can we just just roll with me because there's other folks who are just hearing it for the first time. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm just acknowledging my folks out there who I know will hit me up. Be like, but Calvin, <laughs> Calvin. We could tweet about it at <laughs> you know, at we the, we big, the wee. big wee <laughs> at we the big wee okay tweet all, right, all so your angry other... tweets to calvin to calvin no don't no 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 <laughs> to calvin <laughs> mitchell williams the third yeah uh, <laughs> that is hilarious uh but just a couple things around us again i i'm, I'm hesitating because i don't want to give spoilers but if you haven't There's... seen it by now, that is too bad. Press pause and then <laughs> turn it back on after you go see it tonight. Get out of um, here. <laughs> for any angry spoiler tweets, it's at Anasa Troutman. <laughs> Send it to her <laughs> at We the Big Week. Um, so. There's there's a couple of moments in there that that just stood out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. One was around the the untethered and the tethering, yes. right? So that there was, you know, and this was in the trailer, so it was no spoiler. But there was like a family that was the mirror um, or inverse of um, you know, of the other mm-hmm. family, and it reminded me. I, I just couldn't help but to think of double consciousness. Yes. With, uh, right. Oh, the books, right. Like if, if there was, it's like, yeah, if you haven't read that, that's all you could think if about. I the whole do that. Time. Right. And, and if you have, you're like, Oh yeah, that's, that's like front and center. It's all about um, the shadow the, self. I mean, come the shadow on. self. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes. Um, your shadow self is your downfall of people. <laughs> we wear the mask. I was thinking of like all of that yeah. part of like surrealism yeah. and, and things that like from poetry to art to, you know, seeing it in the movie. Uh, the second part that stood out to me is the, the scene where um, Lupita's mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. asks herself like, who are you? And she's like, we are Americans. Listen, listen. Do you know I just fell out of my seat when she said that? <laughs> she said, we are Americans. I was like, well, God dang it. This Okay, this is what we're doing, Jordan. All right, Jordan. Let me tell you the two parts that stood out for me, Calvin. Two things that I cannot forget. One is the shadow men did not have words. They didn't they were like, have words. Like, all they did, they, they did not, they were not able to articulate anything. Wait, are we talking about the shadow men? Yeah. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> because, uh, yeah. uh, bro was not helping himself Listen, out. I was, I was like, like bro, Baku, what are you wow. doing? You- <laughs> yeah. He was getting on my nerves, but the shadow men did not speak. And the two, the second thing was the woman in the, in the, in the nice house when she was screaming out the window, no sound came out. She could not vocalize her terror. She opened her mm. mouth and screamed and no sound came out. And it chilled me to my bone. So deep. Ooh. Okay. If you haven't seen it, see it. Oh yeah. We're spoiling it. Just forget it. Yeah. Just forget it. Can uh, we talk yeah. about the bunny rabbits? I don't. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. We're gonna have to do a whole other episode about this. Can we talk about how people can't listen to "I Got Five on it in the same wow, way? Wow, at all ever again. <laughs> Wait a minute, um, but how about the closing song "La Fleur" by Minnie Riperton? Oh my God, Cha- that changed me. When that song came on, I was like, "Oh, oh, Jordan Peele, you're a master." Yeah. Can I send you all when, my money, please? That's great storytelling. It oh was, my God. And, yeah. All right. He's brilliant. You know what? We love you, Jordan Peele. 
So for all of the folks who are holding it down in this space for for the culture, mm-hmm. allowing the the fantastic, the speculative, the sci-fi, the futurism, the surrealism, and even the things that scare us, we appreciate <laughs> you for sharing stories that allows new stories to emerge and for us to be seen and for us to nerd out on some stuff that we've been wanting since childhood so uh, let's keep creating it shout shout out to all of them thank you we love you guys keep doing it so coming back to that theme of love and transformation Mm -hmm. um and and especially leaning into love and the practices of love when it's not easy when it's difficult (laughs) when it's like when you don't even know what it means yeah especially Especially when when you don't know what to do um, and that is uh, a good part of our segue into Ask the Oracle. Now, Ask the Oracle is my one of my favorite segments, if not <laughs> my favorite segment, because it's a chance for me to uh, shut up and listen <laughs> to, <laughs> to one of the most uh, brilliant people I know, who just so oh, happens to be a co-host. <laughs> for those of you who are out there that have questions um, that you no matter what it is, big, small, life question, silly question, um, send us your question to askthebigwe at gmail.com. We can walk through it, we'll talk through it, and at this point, I will turn it over to Anasa for this week's question from someone who is heartbroken and confused. You know, um, you just did that whole big ramp up, and it's like, this question is so... Oh, I'm so conflicted by this question. Gosh. Let me just read it and then we can dig in. You ready? Ready. (sighs) Dear Oracle, I've been dating a wonderful guy for almost two years. I love him so much. Even though we have our differences, he's been very supportive and understanding of my organizing for my undocumented Latinx community. But last week, he dropped a bomb on me, and I don't know how to feel or what to do. He's decided to train to be a police officer. I know for him, it's about wanting to do a good job and serving the community. But for me, policing is about brutality and mass incarceration, which is everything I'm fighting against. I don't know if our relationship can still work. What should I do? Signed, heartbroken and confused. Oh, God. (laughs) So heartbroken and confused. Thank you for your letter and thank you for your vulnerability because this is a very difficult question. (sighs) This is really about a matter of the heart. And it's a matter of a heart that you share with someone else and then your heart that you share with the community. And that's why it's so difficult because I know that you're feeling like you have to choose between your love for this man and the love for the people who you are serving. So I have to tell you something. There's two things I want to say to you. One is the thing I want to say, and the thing is the thing I have to say. So we're going to start with the thing I want to say, because that's the fun part. And then I'm going to have to let you have it, okay? Okay, okay, here we go. So, first I want to say, love is the most important thing that we have. (laughs) And when you find someone who you can have this most vulnerable and open, um, loving, romantic relationship with, and you find someone who really can be a partner in your life, that's something that you want to hold on to. It's something that you want to nurture, something that you want to grow, and it's something that you have to work through things, differences, challenges, moments of question, moments of doubt. And that's what relationships are for. That's what love is for. That's this person is in your life to be able to have this moment, to be able to dig into this moment, to be able to grow from this moment and get on the other side of it together. So there's a big part of me that wants to say, you know, instead of making assumptions, instead of making the decision that you can't make through it, then I think that you should try. I think that you should dig in. I think you should hold hands. I think you should look each other in the eye, make a commitment and know it's going to be a difficult task and move forward. That's what I want to tell you. What I have to tell you is that you need to take a deeper look at this conversation. There's a couple of things that stand out in this letter that give me pause. The first thing is the fact that you say, even though we have our differences, he's been very supportive and understanding. Does that mean he turns an eye 
Does that mean that y'all don't talk about it because you don't agree, but he's supportive of you? Does it mean that he is willing to help you be a part of it, uh, endorse it, condone it? Like, is he really, um, what is that word that they say? Is he, is he affirming of your work or is he just understanding? Because you're talking about organizing people who are actually in harm's way, who are in danger. And you're also talking about him becoming part of an institution that is actually doing harm to this community of people that you work with. And if his stance is not affirming and he actually is just going along and being understanding because he loves you, is there going to be a moment when his loyalty to his job and his loyalty to your community become at odds for him? That's something that you need to know. The other thing that you need to know, when you say, I know for him it's about wanting to do a good job and serving the community, do you know that because that's who you think he is or because that's a conversation that you've had with him? Because I think it's important for you to be clear and for him to be clear with himself and for you about what this job is about. A lot of people go into jobs like police and military because it's like what you would call a good job because there's benefits, there's salary, there's access there's stability. There's all those things that come with a job that is funded by, you know, it's like, what do they call that? A good government job. It's a good government job. So how much of that is, how much of this for that, for him is that, how much of this is about that for him? How much of it is about something else? And do you know, do you really know? Have you had the conversation? Are you making assumptions based on who you think he is? And then I have to say, that yes, <laughs> a lot of what we think about today when we think about police is about police brutality and mass incarceration and the issues that we have with the criminal justice system. Gosh, this is the hard part. Oh, I don't even want to say this. I don't even want to say this. This <laughs> Is he a man who feels like he's going into an institution to transform it or to be a light in that institution? Or is he someone who is going in blind because he wants to have this job? It's something that you need to talk to him about. Because when it comes down to it, um, and I'm not saying that all police are bad, but I am saying that the that policing is an institution that generally um, is punitive to harmful to and dangerous for people who you love and who you have pledged your life to serve. And so there are going to be times when he is confronted with an opportunity to make a choice on one side or the other. And the truth of the matter is that this comes down to what kind of man he is. Is he a man who is open-hearted and who is loving and who has integrity and who is willing to be, um, to go against the flow when he knows he has to do the right thing? Or is he somebody who's going to join the ranks even if the ranks are not doing the right thing? And at what point are you gonna have to make a decision to stay or to go based on the choices that he makes. I don't want you to throw your hands up and walk away right now because for you to find someone who you believe in, who you feel like is a good person and you want to build a life with, I would hate to tell you to walk away. But what I will tell you is that you need to ask more questions and you need to be honest with him about how you feel. You need to be honest with him about your fears, about what you're worried about, about what you are really doing and what you're really committed to because these are the moments when you find out like if you and your partner share the same values because if you don't the relationship is doomed regardless of what his job is so i would tell you to dig deeper it's not time to make a choice it's time to ask questions it's time to be honest it's time to look each other in the eye and have a moment of truth good luck i appreciate the all of what is this, this conversation um the vulnerability and the questions being asked about that, that I, there, there might be folks who are asking the question like why does this even matter like why is that mm. even a question um so and it, right and, and and it does for for folks who because how you framed it at the end of the day if you can't apply this for all of it it's a matter of a heart That's who do right. you love where do you have where do you hold that love and sometimes there are there are moments where that is called into a contradiction and so how do you navigate that when it's not easy for whatever that might be for you, right? right? Uh, and, and I'm saying that as someone who has, uh, I'll, I'll call it this way, the people on, on, on both sides of law enforcement. Mm -hmm. you, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
okay? Uh, I got folks who are, um, uh, you know, in the military, folks who have protested in their ways. Uh, and, and it's more complex than politics, y'all. Like, um, and sometimes it's that simple. Um, but at the, at the heart of it, what's your North Star? Uh, and and what, what is your clear North Star and that clear uh, question that you want to ask yourself and what you laid out is something that I'm just reflecting back because, um, yeah, yeah, it, it calls into like these difficult spaces and conversations for something as intimate as who do you share your love with? Um, that's right. And right. That's the, I mean, the truth that, is that's not easy. That's not easy. No, no question that comes up in real life is cut and dry when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like everything is complex we're complex human beings and love is the most complex thing of all so you know yeah 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 Yeah. my heart goes out to heartbroken and confused right uh to the folks in the community who uh do got to navigate that question of what like state violence means in their day-to-day lives uh and and also to the folks who are out there trying to figure out well what does it mean to contribute to my community that don't have all the same ways and access of of just like building what that is for them off top, right? Like there, there's a lot, there's a whole lot. So I, I appreciate you laying out some questions for us to chew on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be thinking Whew. about this one for a little while. I'm like, I, I, I kind of want to call like, her because I have questions. <laughs> like, I have questions. I, really, I do. Some of them to me are cut and dry, but this one I'm like, I have questions and we need to check in in the month. Like right. I need to know what's happening. And I do want you updates. need me to come up there and facilitate a conversation between you and your man? Because this is serious. It is. This is serious. Yo. Girl, this is serious. I, Thanks for your question. Yeah. Heartbroken and confused. Don't be heartbroken. There's hope. Wow. What a journey today. I know. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of uh, the theme of love and transformation. Calvin, um, I have to say one thing. There's just I one thing. I cannot get off this podcast today without acknowledging that in just a few days the final season of Game of Thrones is back. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't. That's funny. Okay, I've done it. I've got it out my system. Well, I'm Here like in a couple of days. I thought you know this 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 lets me know that the 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 contradictory nerddoms that I'm in, right? <laughs> because I was like, this is the final season of right. the Golden State Warriors at Oracle <laughs> Arena. No one, ca- <laughs> literally no one over here cares about that, okay? <laughs> we try to get one more chip, one more parade. Listen, good um, luck with that, but I'll be over here yeah, with Cersei. That's hilarious. And, and that's Daenerys, hilarious. okay? And listen, if... If y'all who love sports don't consider that a part of nerddom, listen to how you talk about stats and figures and analytics. Okay. Calvin, um, I think that we're talking about Game of Thrones right now. Not oh, I'm sports. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Well, focus, give me analytics focus. on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Calvin, I'm, are you trying to tell me right now that you don't watch Game of Thrones? I think that's what you're saying. I'm saying, oh, so you I can just send all know. of your hate mail to yep. at Calvin at Williams Calvin 3. Williams 3, yes. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave it, it at good. that because we're going to wrap it Make up. Make it good. So what had happened? There's was, no excuse. I watched two seasons. What? I watched, I watched two seasons, Calvin, in real time as it was happening. It just got worse. It just got worse. It's not going to sound good, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's not going to sound good, mm-hmm. right? And then I stopped watching for a while, and I felt like it was so much to get caught up on that I I was like, okay, wow, Calvin, yeah, okay. Where's your <sighs> commitment? Where's your commitment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was going to. <laughs> no, you know what? This conversation's over. Hey, no, check it out. But, but then, because I'm trying not to throw, I'm not, I'm trying not to throw my beloved under the bus. Uh-oh. We were supposed to, Uh-oh. we were supposed to watch it together. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to get caught up together. Yep. And she was, she was um, taking some time off, right? And proceeded to watch all the seasons. Whoa, without you? Without me? Oh, you need to ask the oracle because that is serious. <laughs> Dear Oracle, <laughs> when you have someone <laughs> who who says yep. we're gonna Netflix yep. and chill, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Yo. Yep. Okay. Um, that's that's the, the only thing you could have said that made me feel a little bit better. So so now a it's almost bit. out of like spite where I'm like, oh, that show that we were supposed to watch together, Calvin, that one. I'm going to watch it. I'm it's like do drinking it. poison and expecting the other person to die. Okay. You're Ooh. really going to have to just take this one you on. You weren't playing. Oracle. No, listen. Damn, okay. This is serious. Right. We're talking it about is. Game of Thrones. It is the final series. It is the fi- final and season. And it's, it's serious right now. Okay. I commit to all the viewership and listenership out there to watching in totality the game of thrones the iron cuz i've seen on the a bunch line, of, i've kept... seen a bunch i've seen a bunch mm-hmm. of episodes I, it yeah. comes up in the barbershop you know like what? i I'm, I'm, i feel I'm just, like I feel... we should just stop okay. this right here oh and then once you watch <laughs> then we can pick it up but just know for the next hey, no few spoilers. months i'm going to be talking about game of thrones because there are people out there who need to talk about it Okay, Calvin. I'm oh here for boy. you guys. I'm here for winter you. Winter is coming. You, winter is here, honey. You are late. <laughs> this has been We the Big We. Oh my goodness. Woo! Oh my goodness. Yes. 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 Um. All right, y'all. That's the end Wonderful. of this episode. Let me go. Pull myself out of uh, from up under this rock and up under the bus that ran over yes, it. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget to tweet us, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at We the Big We. And you can also check us out on the website, wethebigwe.com, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And lastly, give a shout out to our executive producers. We am Garban and Julie Quiroz and the wonderful Larry Robinson Sr. and Larry Robinson Jr. and Reggie Fine over at the Kazukian Network who are taking care of all of our audio needs. When you hear that music pop up for our theme music, shout out to Pasita Rudder. Find her at, at Pasita Rudder, that's P-A-C-I-T-A-R-U-D-D-E-R on SoundCloud. And you all are beautiful, amazing listeners. This has been the Big We on the Kazukian Network. See y'all next time. See you next time. And it was a dragon, not a bus. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all.